0: Crime Curious is a true crime podcast that takes an in-depth look into true crime cases through the lens of a trained investigator and former prosecutor turned judge.
1: If you are sensitive to expletives, anatomical descriptions, and accurate descriptions of true crime scenes, this podcast may not be suitable for you.
0: Welcome to Crime Curious, I'm charnel And I'm Megan. And, oh my god, Megan, we've got to do our voodoo.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: And We I, definitely
1: didn't do it the last one. Are you getting it? I am. We've got to do our voodoo, she says, to get things started off. I got the sack. I
0: got the sack. I got the bones. I can shake my bones. Okay. I don't know why I have to do a little tune every time that I shake... Whoops, that I shake those bones, but... Become friends with you is like a musical.
1: <laughs> Maybe a Sweeney like Toddish, but high, <laughs> high School Musical meets Sweeney Todd. Oh my God, it's so freaking is. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> <It> is. sorry. <laughs> or you go into accents, sir. Or- oh,
0: I'd love me a good accent. Uh, yes, you yes. do. No, you don't. You love you a bad accent. Uh, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> Let's be fair. Uh, thank you, because that is so true. True story. The other day, I accidentally answered the phone. No. Uh huh. Completely in a southern accent, and then I had to just roll with it for the rest of the time. I was talking to someone that I don't have to talk to on a regular basis. <laughs> they were helping me clear up something on my explanation of benefits for my. Um,
1: oh my god! And, and
0: I, uh, for whatever reason, I answered the phone and was just like, "Hello." I, I no, I said, "How y'all doing?"
1: Oh, you were Southern. And I was like, wait,
0: why? I why? could pull that off. Why did I do that? I, did, I didn't even say hello. How y'all doing? And then she's like, oh, I'm good. Is this Charlotte? Sure? Well, it sure is. Oh, for fuck's sake. And I'm like, what sake. the fuck am I doing? And the whole time I started sweating. <laughs> it was it was the dumbest thing ever. And I hang up and my husband was like, what, what was that? I said, I I don't know. I developed a Southern accent. But they fixed my my issue on my insurance. And he was like, don't ever do do that again <laughs> Like I'm embarrassed I listened to you, you for 10 minutes and I don't know if I love you anymore for, yeah yeah exactly like I'm terrified so eh,
1: yeah it's all right now I highly suggest you take on the southern accent later at night and I bet he wouldn't fucking care Oh, at all. he wouldn't
0: because when we were in Nashville he was enamored with this one singer and he's like doesn't she just have a great accent I was like you know it's fake right because it really wasn't that good she yeah. was from Vermont it was not so. You a know true what? Southern you
1: need accent. to tell him that that accent on the phone was an involuntary response to him finding southern accents attractive, right? And I you guess. you were just exuding it for him. It
0: was a pheromone. It was a
1: pheromone That's response.
0: What a chemistry occurred, <laughs> and it affected my tongue. It did. It really did. Sorry, all you're from the south. No. We're gonna butcher your accents. We are. Now. We are. Oh, God. And actually, our case today is horrific, and it's but it's from South Africa. And oh. I will not attempt that accent. Okay. We have a lot of South African um, listeners, yeah. I, and they write us a lot. I love talking to them. In South Africa, they are into their true crime. Yeah. Yeah, they really are and this was actually suggested a long time ago and I just wanted to make sure that I got it correct so it took me a little while to put it all together but this is from um I believe Nick's listener Nix sent it that's who she is they they I should say they are on Facebook um when they were writing so thank I know you sent this case a suggestion a long time ago but here we are this is the case the South African case of the Springs House of Horrors it's not too long ago. It happened in 2014. And the name of the perpetrators and most of the victims are not public because the most of the victims are still minors. Wow. So it is still, they still need protection, you know, okay. obviously. Because this was one of the worst cases of abuse and neglect that South Africa had seen. You're bringing by 2000, a child abuse case. Of course I am. That's how we met, my love. I know. You like to remind me. This case exactly is going to resonate for like some of our first early on cases that we had together. As Fantastic. A of fact.
1: I love when you give me PTSD. <laughs> it
0: makes me happy. It's our pillow talk. Well, really yeah, where's is. my beer?
1: Why am I only drinking water? I know we only have water today. We'll get to it later.
0: Yep. Um, so I just, I just wanted to tell you guys like right from the get go, I'm going to name people, but, but they're, they're fake names. Okay, they're not, it's not the real names. And so just don't come at me with, you know, oh, you did poor research. No, for the sake of, of the case, I'm going to have to use some sort of name so that you can follow the story, but it's not going to be their real names. And if it is their real name, I will let you know. Okay. If, if, I, if I give a real name here.
1: I cannot wait for the review that says, you totally got the rain, m- name wrong and mispronounced it. And you can be like, it's called a pseudonym, dickhead. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly
0: how I will respond as well, as it's you know. It's true. I've seen your responses. <laughs> yes. Okay, so from the beginning, just so you know, the mom, we're, we're talking about a mom and a dad. This is abuse and neglect case of minor children, and so for the mom and the dad, I'm just going to call them mother or father or mom and dad, all right? At the beginning, let me tell you how these two met, how they became to be. So it's 1996- the mom in this case was 16 years old. Her own father had died when she was 11 and her mother remarried. And actually when she remarried, she abandoned her children. Oh. Okay. So the mom in this case went to go live with her adult sister um, until she was 16. Well, when she was 16, she met a Mayan as they do. Uh, 16 is all kinds of hormones. Yes. And, Your body's and, and this, doing weird things. And this man would eventually become her husband and does become the father in this case okay. that we're going to talk about. Okay. So this man was only 17 at the time. So oh, the, so they're the only parents, a year apart. Yep. The parents in this case met when they were 16 and 17 years old. Um, at that time, the mom does drop out of school at 16 She moves in with the dad and the dad's parents. Now, it is said that their relationship turned violent and unhappy very quickly. Uh, The father would often throw the mom over his lap. Now, they're teenagers, 16 and 17, and spank her like a child in a very violent way. I don't like that. Mm -mm. It makes me angry. As it should. Later, we find out during police interviews that the father also grew up in a violent home. He was sexually molested from a young age, and his parents were openly abusive to each other in front of him all of the time. And actually, it was that abuse that makes the father and the mother, in this case, Eventually, they, you know, they're living together in uh, the father's parents' home. It, their abuse of one another, so the grandparents' abuse of one another, makes them move out of the home. So the, they go, the mom and the dad go away for a weekend. They're still 16, 17 years old. They go away for a weekend somewhere. and when they're away, they get a call that his mother was dead. <gasps> they return, so they come back immediately. They return home. She's laying in a pool of blood from a gunshot wound that his father had given her, and he tried to um, turn the gun on himself, uh, I believe, but he survived. So it was a murder-suicide, was Supposed but he to he failed mm-hmm. on the suicide. Yes, correct. So mm-hmm. that was the domestic violence, like, murder-suicide attempt that puts his father in prison. He goes to prison. Yes. And so now the couple has no home so they're they're no longer with you know with those well his mother died but um, so they move in with another relative okay So they get married February 1998. So they were together for two years. all of this happens that murder suicide happens. they get officially married in 1998 and then they have their first daughter Yulandi, together. Now Yolandi, this is her real name. Don't come at me for my pronunciation. I don't have a South African accent. They say it a lot more beautiful than I do. It's a pretty name. It is a gorgeous name. She calls herself Landy. Oh, okay, and I she, love a good nickname. Yes. We're a nickname kind of family at my house. Yep, we are too. And as you all know, if you listen, <laughs> well, my family did. But anyway, so she, Landy, actually wrote a book on this case, and it will be linked. Her um, own
1: story, telling her story? Yes, but it
0: is only available in Africans. This oh. is why it took me a long time to put this case together. Trying to find um, some translations. Yes, hopefully one day it'll be available in English so that more people can know her story from her point of view, but right now it's only available in Africans. Okay. Um, so what happens is they marry, they have Landy, and they moved a lot in Landy's early years, and they struggled a lot because her father could not keep a job. They would bounce around. They did always seem to return return to like the East Rand area, though. And um, throughout her, I mean, we're going to find out this is just how this guy was. But even in Landy's early childhood years, he's the type of guy that is always, was described as always bubbling beneath the surface. He is angry at the drop of a hat. He is unpredictable. I'm sure that we have some personality disorder diagnoses that could come out of here. Um, but he is not entirely emotionally stable. When Landy was five, her brother was born. We're going to call him Pete for absolutely no reason other than the fact that I need to connect a name so you can keep, cause there are five children. Okay. So you can keep them straight. So
1: Pete is child number two.
0: Pete is child number two. Landy was five when he was born.
1: That's a pretty big stretch. There, yeah. An yep. age gap there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, Now, their mother did have small affections for Pete. She did try to kind of play with him a little bit, but eventually she stopped showing affection to Pete. She never really gave affection to Landy that Landy could ever remember. She was not a nurturing mother.
1: She didn't have a a
0: bond. No, no. Now, we will get to it later, but the mother is and, and was found to be a victim of domestic violence in this situation. Okay. But I think there is a lot of disconnect. There's a lot of emotional disassociation that takes place because this man is extremely abusive and she does nothing to stop it. And I think part of that reason is because of her disassociation. Um, And she knows if she did try to stop it, he would probably kill her too. I think right from the get go, she knows that she can't bond with these kids. Because if she bonded with them, she would feel the need to protect them. And that puts her at risk. You're supposed to do that as a parent. Yes, you are. This we will put yourself we will talk, at risk
1: and protect them.
0: Yep. We will talk about failure to protect <laughs> for sure. So after Pete was born, the father became even more difficult because he would explode daily with angry outbursts. Um, Landy actually uses the word meek to describe her mother a lot, like a meek and mousy type of person. She was not helping during these angry outbursts at all. She certainly wasn't getting, you know, involved in stopping them. Uh, there was a ton of physical discipline, lots of domestic violence when these, uh, two were little Now, Landy did attend school until the third grade. She failed the third grade, and it was at that point in time that she never went back, and it was being reported to the education authorities that she was being homeschooled, but she was not. Landy actually ends up being the only child that comes out of this couple that can read and write. Oh, so she
1: did have she, enough schooling she, yep. to teach herself, kind of the, mm-hmm. the rest?
0: Yep. So she was, was capable enough to do that. Landy's birth is also the only one that becomes registered. There's only record of Landy, um, not the others. And that is The rest how, are all born at home and um, never reported? They, they never filled out the paperwork to get the birth registered after they were oh, delivered. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that's how they skirt around the education authority. Sure. Afterwards, because... the state
1: don't know you Mm -hmm. exist, the state can't cite you. Yeah,
0: yeah. What they told Landy about why she wasn't going back to school was that the world was too dangerous, so they were going to keep her home to protect her from monsters, which of course, to a third grader, makes sense, right? My parents are just protecting me. Meanwhile, her dad is the literal monster.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. I want to trap you
0: here. When her brother Peter was three years old, she recalls that he was physically beaten any time that he was within reach of her father. He would just get slaps in the face for absolute, just for walking by his dad. Absolutely no reason for it whatsoever. I, I want to cry already. Has anybody ever seen this, picked this three-year-old up and hugged him ever? No, no, he did not get, his mom tried in the beginning to have small affections, but n- no, there's not, there isn't, There's no physical comforting that happens outside of Landy. What we're going to see is Landy takes on the caretaking role. She's going to become mom. She does. Yep. She remembered in her book once that her father um, didn't have a fork to eat his food with. And they were in the car. Okay. They were getting takeouts, something like that. And so in response to a restaurant worker not remembering his fork, he pulls the car, car over, beat both of the children, and then threw Peter out of the car and drove away. Peter had to run to jump into the back of the vehicle so his fa- father did not leave him. All over him not getting a fork when he could have just turned around and went back to the restaurant and asked for the fork. This is, this is the type of emotional instability and, and anger that we are dealing with. In 2009... The mother gives birth to another child, so this has been quite some um, some years as well. Because Landy, if we're following along here, Landy was born in born in nineteen ninety eight, and then Peter would have born in, been born in like two thousand and three because Landy was five, and so now it's two thousand and nine, and the mother gives birth to another child, a daughter that we're going to call Lee. And then shortly after that, we're talking less than a year apart, she gives birth to another daughter who we will call Anne. Okay. All right.
1: So there's big gaps in these kids. And then all of a sudden, Lee and Anne are Irish twins. They're they are. like nine months, yes. 12 months apart.
0: Yep. So when Landy was 12, they moved to a large double story brick home and it was very expensive. It was like $16,000 a month rent. And her her father was supposedly a used car salesman. But after struggling so much, and you know, of course, with Landy only being 12, she has no idea how they're affording it, right? Well, it turns out that her father is dealing and using methamphetamine. Oh, he's a drug dealer. Yeah. Posing as a used car salesman.
1: I'm kind of impressed that somebody who's a methamphetamine addict is able to sell enough product to afford that kind of lifestyle. I don't usually see that with methamphetamine when you're a user also.
0: Right, right. Well, what surprised me is that he was using and selling. But here's yeah. here's the thing. It was a very large home. It had a lot of rooms. They rented them out. Oh, he was an entrepreneur, Megan. He was a landlord, yeah, which becomes a, a horrible situation. Yeah, he's probably got we'll his own to. clientele
1: in there, right? Yeah. You're running it out to the people buying your product, and
0: well, for sure. And also, there are sex workers that are renting oh. it out for their sex work, and things get, oh, yep. Thank you. In there, also an interesting fact: he starts using steroids because he's going to the gym excessively course when you're hopped up on methamphetamines you got nothing
1: else to do yeah i gotta work out i'm gonna clean my house i'm gonna change the oil yes
0: (laughs) yeah cleaning the house no not something he ever did we'll find out these kids lived in squalor but he was working on himself because they start having a whole bunch of orgy parties so he's got to have himself a physique Do you, though, if
1: everybody's hopped up on meth? I don't think so.
0: You know what I'd rather have? I'm not sure. Does everybody look prettier on meth?
1: I don't know. If you were going to go to an orgy, would you rather have people with six packs or teeth? I'm just throwing that out there.
0: (laughs) Well, beauty is but a light switch away, but those (laughs) six packs you can feel.
1: Okay. Just no kissing on the mouth.
0: Yes. So that's where dad's at at this point in time. The gym a lot. Steroids a lot, which if you know anything about steroids... (laughs) They make you, well, yes. Let's do the shrinking penis sound because <laughs> it definitely shrinks your ball sack from what I hear. But also they make you aggressive. Rage. Mm-hmm. And you know, I can- It's fudge. literally called roid rage. It is. I even struggle with the um, prescription steroids. I am irritable. I am mean. I just went through a week of having to take two different steroids and I was a bitch the whole entire time. Yeah, Asked one mood. of the listeners that wrote us a really rude email and I wrote a rude email back. It was, roid that rage. was the roid rage. <laughs> it absolutely was. Because, plus he's using meth too. Sure. So you've got to think, I mean, and he was already emotionally unstable. So this is a recipe for disaster. Oh yeah. Yeah. The kids had to be at their father's beck and call. Now, this is mostly Peter and Landy. The other kids are are toddlers. Um, even when this when shit goes down in this case, the other kids are toddlers. They, now they were horrifically abused as well. But the older two kids are the slaves of the household. They have to be at their dad's beck and call. If they did not respond fast enough, I mean, they would get beaten. He was looking for reasons. He would create scenarios and reasons to be able to beat them, just like Stephen Smith's father. Do you remember in in that case how he would just nitpick at everything just because simply he wanted to beat something? That's what this dad does. Now, the mother did have to go to work with the father every day because she can't be out of his sight. Oh, he is. He is an absolute stereotypical batterer. He controls the finances. He controls, he isolates from family and friends. He, She cannot be out of his sight. Okay. Ever. So off so to work she goes. She goes to work with him at the salesman lot or wherever, whatever job he has. He's, you know, running drugs, really. Selling which, cars
1: and running drugs. Yep.
0: Which leaves the kids all alone. So Landy, and she's 12, she becomes the full-time caregiver of Pete Lee
1: and Ann that might be the best thing that happened for those kids
0: and in really they end up having when they moved into this big brick house um, she was pregnant with a the mom was pregnant with another child and at this time by the time she has that child really each each subsequent child that she had she cared for them less and less before handing them on to Landy she tried to care for Pete for a little bit and then eventually Landy becomes his full-time caregiver. Well, same thing for Ann and Lee. She cared for him for a little bit, like with Ann, or excuse me, with Lee. And then the baby was passed on to, to Landy. Well then the next one, it's like a shorter duration each time.
1: Well, and there wasn't a long time between those two
0: anyway. No, nope. Exactly. Landy literally raised these children as her own, taught them everything We'll get to it, but when they, they get busted, the social workers and the police officers actually openly admit that they thought those children were Landy's, really, because they call her mom, okay. and so they they just assumed that they the way that they clung to her, the way that they reacted to her, they thought they were all, um, the mom and the dad's grandchildren. No shit. Yeah, they thought. And they she were was Landis. only twelve. When this goes down, she's older. Okay, but she starts being the full-time caregiver of. Two infants and a small boy, eight-year-old, eight mm-hmm. seven-year-old, yeah, mm-hmm. at the age of twelve, they actually would even call their real mother by her name. She probably liked that. I'm I'm sure because she doesn't really want to be a mom. No. And then Landy, they called Landy mom. They had to stay inside. Of course, they're not allowed outside because neighbors would wonder why they're not in school. And, you know, turn them in. They're and,
1: and beaten if he beats you Right, know, they would see bruises,
0: they, they would see those things. So they're not allowed to go outside. Uh, Landy was in charge of all the family meals, all the cleaning. And like we've seen in cases like this before, it didn't matter how well she did anything. Her dad would find a reason to find fault with it. And you're going to, when we get to the specifics of what they find when they do finally bust this house, it's in it is in squalor. In Landy, when Landy tells her story, she talks about how her and Pete were cleaning constantly, right? But you have something that you have to keep in mind. When behaviors aren't modeled for you of how to do something, it it might not be the same standard that we're thinking in our brain, right? So when we're thinking this house must be immaculate because they're cleaning all the time, well, they're cleaning and picking up to what potential they know. Okay, so she wasn't really taught how to do the dishes, right? So she's doing the best that she can. But the fact of the matter is she's always picking up after someone, cleaning up after someone. Plus they're having these huge parties in this house, drugs, alcohol, sex everywhere. And so she's got all these people coming in and out that she's also trying to clean up after she wasn't really able to keep up with all this stuff, but she certainly had enough to keep her busy to her potential of, of what she knew clean was. It wasn't the standard that like you and I would use, right. Megan, um, or that maybe is more commonly known as being clean. Uh, but she was always doing some sort of household chore and trying to keep uh, f- food in these young children's bellies too. Right. Landy did describe how... <sighs> Her and Pete did try really hard to protect the younger three children as best that they could, but unfortunately, there were were times that their dad would take the rage out on the toddlers and the baby as well. Um, She recalled the one time when um, the youngest child was a boy that is born, and we're going to call him Harry, okay? She recalled that when Harry was just two years old, her dad actually grabbed him by his feet and swung him around in a circle and slammed him on a table. He could have died oh just absolutely from that. yep the other the other young toddlers Lee and Anne um she recalled that they would be drugged up the stairs and down the stairs by their hair and there were a couple of times where they were just kicked in the face while they were walking by their dad for absolutely no reason as he is doing all of this and he's doing all of his drug running, and his drugs that he's using as well, he's becoming paranoid. What? Yep. So he installs 37 cameras throughout the house so that the children are watched day and night. He would come home, demand that Landy remove his shoes, and then he would watch and check the cameras for anything that he considered wrongdoing on their part. If he felt that the older children were sitting down too long, that he found them on the camera sitting down too long, they would get a beaten for, for it. Did they disappear from the camera too long? Does that mean they went outside? They would be beaten again for, you know, for that. He would then spend his time on the weekends checking the camera footage again to make sure that he didn't miss anything. <laughs> that he could potentially harm them for beat them it for it's a fucking life mm-hmm. so when the family would visit because this often comes up in child abuse cases like this like why how does anyone know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when the family would visit or others would come around he would play the role of the perfect loving doting father even going as far as taking them outside and like playing catch with them
1: no shit. Did they even know how mm-hmm. to do that? I highly doubt it. Because <laughs> the ball hits you right in the face? Because right, no one's ever played. No one's taught catch you to catch you a ball.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure Landy had. You know, uh, not in the yard, oh, well, but true. on the in, on the uh, inside. So let's talk about the tenants a little bit. The tenants, they were not your regular kind of tenants. There, I uh, there was one at least one that was a sex worker. She didn't actually live there. That's not where she lived. She just rented the room out for her work. Well, yeah. Landy was in. Take that shit home with you. Right, right. Gotta keep that separate. Take it to the house with her small children instead. Yes. Landy had to clean the room before.
1: Oh, God.
0: And after.
1: No, Charnel.
0: Yes. I'm sorry to say. Awful. They were also told whenever they had like the big orgy parties. They were always told that they needed to stay in their room. They didn't want a lot of their friends knowing that they even had children, so they weren't allowed, you know, to be out of their room. Well, one time, Landy was hungry, and she wanted to go downstairs and sneak a slice of bread. So she, she goes downstairs, and she sees her mom and a friend running naked around the living room while, like, chasing each other, while men watched, and... They were very, very, these kids, as we often see in these cases too, were extremely aware of the strange sexual relationship that their parents had, okay. unfortunately. Yeah,
1: they become hyper-aware. They know, well, the parents, yep. parents don't hide it.
0: No, no.
1: It's not like they had boundaries anyway.
0: We do know, you know, her, her mom does later report that she was repeatedly raped by the father. I believe it. Um, Yep. And because he was of the opinion that, he is a man and sex is his right as a man from any woman that he wanted it from at any time.
1: Yeah. We see this all the we time.
0: Do. Yep. He, we also see this all the time. He was absolutely obsessed with sex and pornography. The parties that they held, they were always playing very aggressive porn on, you know, televisions, things like that. They're openly having orgies um, with one another. And of course, when Landy is 14, she is no longer forced to stay upstairs during these parties, but it wasn't going where I thought it was going.
1: Okay, thank you.
0: She is actually expected to be their waitress and serve them. Oh, She's got to bring them drinks. She has to keep their guests comfortable, anything that they wanted. Grab them a towel mm -hmm. for after the orgy. Yes, yep. Part of the cleanup crew.
1: Great. Yep. Spray bottle of bleach. Let me get that for you, sir.
0: And keep in mind, all of this, Megan, is after she has cared for four children all day and been doing the chores and cooking and cleaning.
1: And now she's entertaining.
0: And being a mother at 14 to these four children. And now at night, well into the wee hours of the morning, she has to be at her parents' back and call to serve up drinks, drugs, tobacco, and Jeez. and deal with the the orgies. Mhm. Now, one day she fell asleep literally on the stairs and when she was supposed to be serving at one of their parties. Oh, this poor thing. And of, of course, um she got in trouble and her dad gave her a drug that he made her snort up her nose to keep her awake. He gave her fucking meth. Mhm. From that point on, her parents would give her drugs several times a week to keep her awake so that she could wait on them during their orgy drug drinking parties. Yes, I wish I knew these people's names because I would come up with a quippy party name using their last name in some sort of, you know, slander, but I do not. Um. They also gave her alcohol. And this just is disgusting, just pissed me off. So her mom's cousin was over visiting the father and he was young he was in his early 20s one time and he made the dad made some sort of comment of like what do you think that i should do with these brats or something like that like talking bad about the boy the kids and this cousin starts looking up torture methods on google what in response like oh here here's methods of torture yeah cuz that's a normal response for A house guest? Yeah. A cousin? One of the toddlers had like pissed the 20-year-old off, you know, because they're fucking toddlers and most toddlers are dicks because they don't know the world yet. Like, get over yourself. (laughs) And that's when the father's like, well, what do you think that I should do, you know, as punishment? So he Googles torture. And from that point on, this is when Landy and Peter experience waterboarding for the first time. And this starts to Thanks, Uncle Frank. Yeah, exactly. You dumb fuck. Yep. So this this starts to escalate the abuse and the torture that's happening in the home. When he would waterboard them, he would have them lay face up with their backs like across, so their backs are on the bottom of the bathtub. They've got a washcloth over over their face and he would turn water on over their face for hours.
1: Yep, that's waterboarding. Yep.
0: He decided that he really liked water as a method of torture at this point in time. He'd make them sit in cold baths in the middle of the winter. Um, He'd hold their head underwater up until the point where they almost drowned. And then at the end of each beating, and this went for all of the kids, he would have Landy fetch a bucket of water so that he could just throw it in their face after he was done Beating oh. each child. He also brought home an electric cattle prod that he used to um, combine the water torture and electricity with. Now he's now he's a professor that's going to start experiments. Megan, this was only for La- Landy and Peter. He didn't do this to the toddlers, but okay. they would they would sit in a an ice cold water and then he would just prod prod them and poke them with this electric cattle prod which isn't enough to kill anything, but it causes excruciating pain. pain. Yeah. He also had a small airsoft gun that would shoot small pellets, and he would use that. I know exactly what you're talking about. he used that on them as well.
1: Beautiful, tiny, little bullet-shaped bruises all over you Mm -hmm. if you bruise easy. Yeah,
0: yeah. He also had a torch that he would burn them with and then refuse them burn treatment afterwards. He used pepper spray. Like I said... All of the kids got the abuse from this guy. But the child who suffered the most for whatever reason was Peter, the firstborn son. He was tied up regularly and beaten. He was left tied up overnight pretty regularly. Landy would come and, and you know, feed him when she could. She would come and try to tend to his wounds when she could, but she couldn't like take him down. No. Because then she risks you know, the same abuse. Then there's no one to take care of the other kids. Right. There was one time when the father thought that police were on to him for, because of his drug activities, so he instructed Peter to watch the CCTV camera footage on the corner of their street. And the child did, but after several hours, he grew really bored of that, so he switched over to a regular TV show, and the father find out oh, found shit. out mm-hmm. the TV was broken over Peter's head <sighs> in response. He... I
1: can't believe he didn't accidentally kill this child. Oh, I
0: know. I know. Well, in this incident, his ear was split into two and they had no choice but to take him to the hospital. Oh. Now, the yeah, you'd think. But the mom came back a short time later because the ER was taking too long and she knew she couldn't be away from the home without him for a long period of time or she was going to get beat. So they were taking too long. So he never did get his ear fixed. Landy put plaster on it what was described as um a plaster to try to plaster his ear back together as best she could it did not work of course not and he's got a permanent gap in his ear because of this okay Mm -hmm. he did try to drown Peter in a swimming pool like legitimately killing was holding him underwater in the swimming pool Mm -hmm. yep
1: and what stopped him from doing this
0: uh, I am I am not sure, but he had to like bring him back like he had to administer CPR from what I understand. Wow. So he did almost drowned in a swimming pool. Now the mom did have a drive, uh, drive, excuse me, a car and could drive. Of course not. She couldn't drive without her husband's permission.
1: <laughs> she could physically, she was capable yes. of driving. She wasn't she allowed to. She had hands,
0: feet and a brain enough to drive. <laughs> right. But yes, she could only do it when he allowed. and. She knew she was on a time, a timer, you know, she couldn't be gone too long. There were many times that she was often tied up and beaten as well. And actually once he stabbed her in the buttocks, she had to have stitches. Now, Landy has no idea how she explained this away, but he was like surprised when he stabbed her. He was like, well, I thought it was blunt. Like, I can't believe it really stabbed you. And then like, he's talking about how, well, there's blood. Yeah, that's what happens when you fucking stab someone. So he, he just had not even like, he, of course he had no remorse, but he just like acted surprised <laughs> that when you chase someone with a knife and put it into their body that it causes harm, apparently. There was another time that he, um, the father, had actually beat the mother with what was described as, as a snooker cue
1: the hell's
0: a, a snooker cue yeah i was picturing it like a pool cue um a oh, stick what, a pool s- stick I
1: wonder if, is that what snooker is
0: so he beat her with a snooker cue and a piece of wood broke off in her cheek and they couldn't get it out so he had to take her to the hospital yes snooker is like our like it's what similar, we would call similar pool. to pool mm-hmm. so it's a you know a pool stick yes. essentially landy was given hand-me-downs from her mom so as a young girl, she's dressed in very provocative clothing because her father told her mother what he was what she was allowed to wear. and it was all very, very sexually um, oriented, I just very keep provocative
1: waiting for you to go there with me, but. Like I'm I'm waiting
0: for it. I'll just keep going. We'll we'll get we'll get some places. Well it does
1: help with her waitressing waitressing activities, right? He wants yes. her to come and wait on all of the orgy participants and she can look, you know And they're
0: probably gonna come and buy more drugs. Well yeah. yeah. Um of course none of the money that he made using drugs was ever given to his kids. I right now I think we that goes without I saying, think, right. I think we knew that. Um he would leave a small amount of money on the table for Landy to buy supplies. But she mostly needed them for diapers and formula. So there really was not enough food left over for groceries. Not only that, but she doesn't have a way of getting them. She can't go to the store. She's not allowed to leave the fucking house. So I will say this, though. The parents did always have nice new clothing. And he liked to eat out a lot. Well, people could see them. He loved fast food. So he ate out plenty landy did what she could to make pasta go a long way for them once in a while they would get you know fast food out or whatnot but if the dad got mad about anything he would eat their food instead of giving them but their dinner. seriously
1: mm-hmm. he's so fucking petty
0: when the kids are eventually found they do all have rotted teeth uh, because of their poor diet and because they were so emaciated Landy was not proud of this, but she did admit that she would often have to steal from the wallets of the tenants so that she could get food for her and the kids to eat.
1: Uh, Makes perfect sense.
0: And what she would have to do is steal the money from a tenant tenant, or ask the tenant for money, but then ask a different tenant to go and get food for them. Like, can you go, you know, and and, and get the groceries? again,
1: she's not driving.
0: And, right, I think this goes without saying, but there's not enough food for the kids, but there's plenty of alcohol, drugs, and cigarettes in large supply of for the adults. There is. there um, is. When one of the kids would get sick, he didn't give extra money for medicine.
1: If any medicine. Right. His kid so, about had his ear uh, tore off from a TV and nothing
0: happened. No, no, he put plaster on it. Jeez. Well, Landy did, he didn't well, even. she
1: had to try something, yep, right?
0: Yep, yep. So if, if one of the kids were sick and they were sick often, this is, they don't, they're not living in sanitary conditions. They are not, they do not have a good diet. Um, So they're, they are often sick when they were, she would prioritize and she would get the medicine that the kids needed. And then they would go without food. I'll take you to her 16th birthday where shockingly he gets her a car. What? A smart car, as a matter of fact, is what it was described at. Even though she has no idea how to drive, she's not been taught anything. No, don't worry. She got to sit in it. She couldn't drive it, of course. A couple of days later, it disappeared. He probably had never really bought it, but just brought it home as as a cruel joke for her. So he could take it away again. And it was probably just borrowed from one of the secondhand lots that he worked Quote, unquote, worked for. And here I
1: thought just for a minute that he might actually get her car because it would make it easier for him to, I mean, she could go and run and do stuff and truly be the chauffeur at this point.
0: Yep. No, 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 no. She got to sit in it. Maybe she could drive him out to dinner at night. Yep. It just gave him more power because then he could take it away from her. Yeah. That, that That car, that car was the first birthday gift that Landy ever got. Had ever had. Had ever had.
1: And she had it for two whole days. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Now this is where we will do a trigger alert for sexual abuse, not just the physical abuse, and where you were expecting all I of this waiting, to I've go. I was been waiting. Mm-hmm. After she turned sixteen, just a couple of weeks after um, she was raped for the first time by her father, uh, the the one of the toddlers had actually cut their toe on something around the house, and so the mom had to take the child to the hospital for stitches and when this happened he called Landy to his bedroom told her to remove her clothing and proceeded to rape her when the mother was not home so now his form of torture turns sexual and she's regularly raped by her father as well as physically beaten by him Uh, she states several times that she would rather be beaten over and over and over again than to ever endure the sexual abuse he started to tell her about his sex life, and he made her watch porn with him. And this went on for for several months on a regular basis. Very common. We do see oh, this yes. a lot, unfortunately. They
1: try to desensitize. Yep.
0: Groom. He didn't mm-hmm. get. He didn't do much grooming, though. prior. no. no. Well, like, unless happy you birthday. count the when she turned fourteen and having her oh, be the a part of the orgies. You know what? I lied. You're right. Yeah, that's all grooming. He was grooming her. Yep, yep. Desensitizing her to all of that. Yeah. So at this point in time, I'm going to take you to May 19th, 2014. Landy is 16 at this time. And Peter is 11. He is starting to challenge his father more. He's starting to rebel more um, during his beatings. Now, one night, his dad wanted fast food and was looking for his car keys. He got mad because he couldn't find them. And Peter could see the rage like coming in his eyes. So he ran outside to the dark backyard and his father was pissed that he ran outside, but he was hungry. So he found his keys luckily and it distracted him and he left. So, but at this point in time, Peter had just fucking had enough. He was done. So he scales the wall in the backyard. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's 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 like, I'm escaping. Mm -hmm. Landy tried to stop him because she knew that his punishment would be horrible And if he was not home when their father came back from getting food, right? She does not want, she is trying to keep the peace. This is very common. Now, the next door neighbors were the Fenter family. And they were all at this point in time in bed, except their 18-year-old daughter, Shondria. She was still up, sitting in the living room, looking through Facebook. Their little dogs start to barking And she realizes that there's a little tap on the door. Kind of like the one that just happened on our office door. (laughs) It was a little
1: bit creepy. I was weird. It's a dog. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: So Mr. Fenter heard the dogs barking, heard the knocking on the door. So he comes to the door just as Chandra was reaching the door. And they just kind of pull back their curtain a little bit. And they see Peter, who they don't recognize at the time. Well, they don't see the being, kids because they don't play outside. No, they did not know that Peter lived next door. Okay. okay. They don't know that this is a neighbor. They also don't know that this is an 11-year-old boy because he's so small and so emaciated that they think, and he's wearing nothing but his underwear. Or, excuse me, shorts, like shorts and underwear. Yeah. and and they So they think that he's like a 7- and 8-year-old boy. Okay. okay.
1: We've heard this happen many times. Yep.
0: They can also see that his torso is covered in scars and bruises. They open the door and he says immediately, please don't tell my father I'm here. So they take him in, they get him a blanket and shirt. They're All they're thinking is just how tiny this little boy is. And Chandrea actually realizes he's not shivering from being cold. He's shivering from fear. And he is saying to them, if my father finds me, he will kill me. And that's all that he would say, Megan. He would not Tell them anything else. Just if my father finds me, he will kill me. They don't know what to do. Mrs. Fenter is is now awake and has joined the family in the living room. They've only met their next door neighbors once. They had no idea that they had children.
1: No, they've hidden them. Right.
0: They recalled that she was pregnant when they moved in.
1: And then never saw a baby. Right.
0: And they never. And, and at this point in time, that child is two. So they just don't, you know, think about it, like that they've not seen the baby. Okay. Now, from what I understand, they did try to call CPS, the equivalent of what our Child Protective Services is, but there was no answer. There's like an emergency line. I mean, this is South Africa. I don't know. How it works. Um, Yep. I don't know exactly how it worked in 2014, but there was no answer. They didn't want to call the police because they felt that the police would return the child to the parents. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. And it that's, was that's yeah, probably true. It was
0: obvious that this child is terrified. But before they could even make a decision, Megan, a knock comes to the door. No, he came looking for him. It was Landy with her mother at the door. So they open the door. Landy sounds desperate and says, "Please send my brother outside. He has to come home before my bo- my father gets home." The mother was also trying to coax Peter outside of the home convincing him she kept saying that he's not going to be in trouble he's not going to be in trouble if he just comes home right now Mm -hmm. and before anyone knew what the fuck was going on as they're standing on that door in the doorway trying to coax him out of the house all of a sudden the fucking father is in these people's living room he never addresses the fenters and this is their home he just walked right in slaps peter across the face grabs his arm and was out of the living room without one word to the fenters all they heard was him muttering about how he was going to kill him oh my god and to this i'm like oh fuck no like you just i'm sorry you just barged into my home slapped your child across the face your tiny child across the face and dragged right exactly grabbed him by the arm the then the mom mutters to them, "So sorry for the trouble, my son. Is, he's very naughty." So the mom is just like, you know, "Oh, I'm blaming it on the son. Like, oh, I'm I'm so sorry, my son is very naughty." Oh, yeah, because they believed that. Yeah, and no now way. and here's a trigger alert to um, child abuse. Just so you know, that night Peter was tied to the snooker table, and he was beaten so harshly that he could not open his eyes. Landy was allowed later to feed him and she described how his eyes looked like two pieces of liver. So that was May 19th, 2014. On May 20th, 2014, a call came into the Springs Police Department from a woman who was concerned about her neighbor boy. She told police that the young boy had climbed the wall separating the two properties and was terrified. He was starving. He had marks all over his body. The boy's parents arrived a short while later, claiming that he was always making up stories and his father had slapped him in the the child um, rapidly in front of her and took him home. So she's calling in. She wanted a wellness check. Okay. All right. She explained that she and her husband didn't know what to do. They let the evening events go by and then decided in the morning to call the police. So after describing for them what they saw on his body and things like that, later that day, May 20th, 2014. 17 police officers and three social workers dis- descend upon the large double-story home of that 11-year-old boy. He turns out to be 11 on Plantation Road in Springs, an area that's just east of Johannesburg in South Africa. Springs. So this was what... Now we have was, the name of the house. Now now you know Springs why it's called the house Springs... House Horrors. Yep, the Springs House of Horrors. It's the part so, in the movie where it makes sense what the title was. Uh-huh. Sure is. We just got there. So there's a guard at the gate of the home, which was very unusual. They're like, what the heck? Now you and I know this isn't unusual because it's a drug house. Right. Of course they have a guard. We have to know who comes in here. Mm-hmm. The popo come in. We yeah, got to hide We've got 17 police officers and three social workers uh, jumping up in our shit here. So this man radioed to someone in the house and reported that the police were there. They had a warrant. So they didn't need to wait for the niceties, but they did. They're oh. they're trying to get con- you know okay. some uh, cooperation right from the get go. So plays right?
1: well with others that I wish that I had as a human.
0: A very frail, st- it was described as a frail stick figured looking blonde woman, opens the door, motions for them to come into the house. This is the mother. Okay, so they get to the house that day, and they can see pretty immediately that they need to remove these children. All right, four children were removed from the house that day. They left Landry. There were three toddlers under the age of five and a 16-year-old girl. The 11-year-old boy who had escaped the neighbors the night before was missing. Oh, fuck. The social worker described the state of the house as smelling really bad of old cigarette smoke and mold. There were sex. Right, exactly. And uh, moldy cum, for fuck's sake. (laughs)
1: I think that's a good name for this guy. Oh, yes. They didn't yes. give us names.
0: They're, they didn't. That's his name from now on. Just, MC. Yep, just moldy gum. The kids were filthy. They were in tattered clothing. They thought that the three smaller children were Landys because of the way that they clung to her and called her mother, of course. They saw all kinds of needles. There were rats running around the home oh, everywhere. Oh, no. Um, there was porn everywhere. There was damage everywhere. The toilets had no toilet seats. Um, all the doors were kicked in. The basins, the water basins in the bathrooms were broken. Um, there were women's clothing from numerous orgies and tenants laying everywhere. This is why why I gave you that little saying earlier of, I know what you're thinking. Landy was cleaning all the time and doing things of, that her father like made her do all the time, but more than likely, this was clean to her because of the squalor that she was used to living in. So there's just party paraphernalia everywhere, just human paraphernalia in. I can in picture waste. the house. Oh, absolutely. Then there are a million times. I was just gonna. Yeah. Yes, you have. So of course, when the police arrive, the father is acting like a dick, demanding to know what they wanted. Show like, me your warrant. Right. And Where's and like your warrant. And oh, this, this is so unjust. How dare you? Like, how can people come in and see the state of the home and you're like, you've got no right to be here. No, just the state of the home alone is enough to remove these children. Right. Take away all of the physical, emotional, and sexual abuse. Just the state of the home. You could, and I, there's plenty of pictures. That's enough to warrant a removal right there. That's called environmental neglect. Yes. yes they don't even is.
1: know yet. Well, and they have, they have some evidence of physical abuse because of what was reported by the mm-hmm. neighbors.
0: Yep. And they can see it on the other kids now at this point, now that they can see the other children. Okay. So they do ask, where's Peter? Where's this young boy They that they know exists because this is how the neighbors called this in. We're here because of Peter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Father claimed he ran away. He didn't run away. He didn't. And I'm not going to leave you in suspense with it because I just feel like that's cruel to do to our listeners and to you and you've been traumatized enough. I just need to know. Tell me. When in truth, when he heard when it was radioed by his his meat man um, at the gates that the police were there, he untied Peter from the snooker table, dunked him in the pool to wash away the blood and then hid him in the ceiling of a room. In one of the tenants' rooms. Okay, he didn't kill him. He did not. Thank you. This is where I
1: was thought it was going, and no, so I just I know. needed to know.
0: I know. That's why I, I'm not Thank gonna. You. I'm not gonna leave you in that that way. We don't need unnecessary drama here. It's dramatic enough.
1: Okay, I can take my hands off my, my <laughs> boobs. Right, was your talking. comfort breasts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> your husband, if he's listening, he's like, "Those are my comfort breasts." Stop <laughs> right. it. Um, so he actually, truth be told, the uh, moldy cum. Tried to hide in the ceiling as well. Oh, with he tried Peter. to hide with Peter. Yep, yeah, sure did. But but he couldn't fit. It was all those steroids and muscles. Must be. My God, I'm like <laughs> a like man how it all who's, comes around.
1: who's so thick that he can't fit in my ceiling. He can't
0: hide in a seating, ceiling tile. Yeah, and he knew that his wife was going to rat him out. So, isn't that fantastic? Tried to fucking hide. I this mean, you- big tough guy tries <laughs> to hide in a fucking ceiling. Um, so the house was searched. They did not find Peter in the ceiling. Really? Mm-mm. So the mother tells the investigators that she was homeschooling all the kids. Of course, she couldn't produce any documents to prove this. Seen that before. Um, they also could could see that none of the children could read or write. Right. Okay. The father had then, when they left, father takes Peter out of the ceiling and takes him to a relative's home in one of the free states. And told the relatives that the boy was in trouble for fighting in school and needed to stay with them. Because the the boy's eyes literally do look like liver. Yeah, he was. So he's got to explain that away He's got too bad. He's been punched. Mm-hmm. He was fighting. He's being naughty. So he, we need him to stay with you. Okay. The parents continue to tell the police that they don't know where Peter was, that he was a runaway. And they even opened a missing persons case for him. How nice of them. Yeah. Within a week, Moldy come, the father, is arrested. And then the mother shortly after, this is after they're able to do their inter, their forensic interviews with Landy and seeing the state of everything. Okay. At this point in time when they arrest the mom and the dad, they assume Peter's dead. They've heard enough from Landy and from the neighbor describing what they saw on peter sure. and how landy described how peter would last she knew he was tied up on a snooker table right and the condition that he looked you know so they they really are thinking we're searching for, we're a, searching body. for a body mm-hmm. absolutely i would be too separated from her husband the mom finally cooperates and tells the police where peter is okay mm-hmm. he did have a few days to heal but even with that, the black eyes, the police, oh, they're shocked in the state that they find this boy, Okay, even after he had been able to heal for a few days from being concealed. So you ch- don't heal
1: fast when you're malnourished either. So. That's exactly right. If you yep. kept your kid healthy while you were beating the shit out of him. Maybe mm-hmm. you would have healed better.
0: Yep. The charges against the father were numerous. They included charges of rape for Landy. Okay. Oh, she disclosed. She did. Yep. Good a- girl. Attempted murder of Peter obstruction of justice they had five child abuse charges five charges of neglect because there's five children remember uh breaking the school's act they charged him with that showing pornography to a minor and distribution of meth the mother was charged with child abuse neglect and defeating the ends of justice because obstruction yep yep that's what yep they call it defeating the ends of but it's for us it's obstruction Sounds Mm -hmm. so much
1: better than obstruction of Mm -hmm. justice defeating Defeating the the ends ends of of justice.
0: justice i like it rolls off the tongue
1: nicely nice job with your naming of your statute south africa
0: The mother was released on bail, but it was decided to not allow the father out on bond because the community wanted him dead. And they actually didn't release him on bond for his own protection. That's interesting. He's a flight risk anyway. He was. He absolutely was. And he, you know, shouldn't have been allowed out on bond anyway. But the community was outraged. They just wanted 30 seconds with him. That's all it would have taken. Can I just throw a quick shout out
1: to communities that are so enraged with a crime that's been committed in their uh, area that they're the reason that bond isn't granted? Yep. yep. Well, there, there were certain... protests outside of the it.
0: court, not protests, just mobs of people outside of the courthouse, outside of the police station. And they were were shouting exactly what they would do to this man any time that he was given an escort. Mm-hmm.
1: We consider a lot of things when we're setting bonds as as judges and attorneys make a lot of arguments about reasons for different levels of bonds. I have never had somebody argue that this person will not be safe in the public. Yep. The, the defense attorney's like, could you just not give my client bond? Because he's not safe. Yeah. Not safe. To be. I'm not these. saying there hasn't been occasions where that might not be the case, but I've never yeah. had anybody make that argument.
0: Mm-hmm. And it was true in this. I mean, they, this is shocking. This is five kids. I haven't given you details on purpose of the extent of the abuse. I have been just you sugarcoated. You, no, this was you sugarcoating? For no. Me? Well, no. For the public, I know child abuse cases are hard for people. We're a little bit more desensitized. I'm
1: completely desensitized,
0: and so Landy's book gives much more detail. Sure. I have, I feel like, let you know these children were physically beaten on uh, to the nth degree on a regular basis. Um, Landy even testifies to how she could hear her toddler sister's head bouncing off from a stair step down painfully, slowly, down not stare as she was being drugged down it.
1: I can't believe that they never accidentally killed one of these kids.
0: I know. I think it's a miracle.
1: With this type of abuse. Mm-hmm. And do we know the lasting effects? Like, are, is there permanent damage to any of these children? Is there brain damage? Of course there's trauma. Please don't at me. Of I know course. that. Right, but... Right. There are significant delays,
0: yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. The kids were also, I wanted to, I did want to include this too. It was discovered from the jail that um, the father was sending people who could rat on him, threatening letters, including his wife, who was going to turn state's witness. And then after receiving the letters saying that he would kill her, she testified, um, she, she was no longer willing to testify against him. And she flipped on the state and refused to testify against him. Um, Stockholm syndrome, battered woman syndrome. She is um, diagnosed with it later. Yeah, but she was a shitty mom bef- mm-hmm. to begin with.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm sorry. I
1: would have charged her and prosecuted her to the fullest extent if she refused to cooperate.
0: Yeah, they d- uh, they do. Okay. They d- yeah, they absolutely well, do. Well, then I guess they did um, what they could. I just, that's. She was released on bail for 2,000 rand. I don't know what that is. Uh, I did Super not do good the with numbers and money. God, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she did end up getting out on bail, but the kids were given to their aunt. They were not allowed to have contact with their mother or father. Of course, hey, at least there was an
1: appropriate, I hope, family placement.
0: Um. Well, oh God, It's interesting that you say I that. Hate, I, hate, I hate that I read your mind sometimes. <sighs> I'm sorry. So they are given to their mother's sister. For several months leading up to the trial, and it as it happens, um, it's reported that the aunt's husband was actually ends up sexually molesting Landy and his own stepdaughter. This I am man. not even
1: shocked. I know, I because know, because we've seen this in cases time and time, time again. And time again. Mm-hmm. You find out that you're getting a vulnerable child in your home. He obviously was already a predator. Yeah, he and was he already
0: took- abusing the stepdaughter. Yeah, so
1: he took it away and She yep. just got a new victim put, and and his wife may not have ever she didn't, even known about it.
0: She did not. She absolutely did not. This man was charged appropriately. When in jail, he made an unsuccessful attempt at his own life. And then he escaped and he's been on the run ever since.
1: Oh, I'm super sorry that he was unsuccessful.
0: Yeah. And now he's he still has He's not at been, large. He is. He is still at large. Yes. Fantastic.
1: What's his name? Child sexual predator at large in the South African area. <laughs> yeah, no
0: kidding. Then sadly, the aunt who did not know. That right. this was happening to Landy, she did loses not know. Of well, Landy, and she didn't know what was happening to her daughter as sure. well. Okay, the kids were removed from her temporarily while well, she passed away from heart disease. Oh, she died. Yeah, when the kids were tem- were removed. Yes, shortly after they were removed from her, she died of heart disease, possibly from the stress of all of this. So and like i said he he had tried to commit suicide it didn't work he escapes it was still at large so they were um they, at that point in time they were split up sure cuz five kids Yeah. you know it, it, there's not so a lot of placements that will take they're in five all kids. different placements mm-hmm. and it's
1: hard to place teenagers yep. especially teenagers that have been sexually abused outside of a family placement That's she's a, likely to go into a group home right uh, i know uh, how this goes for sure i know Tale it's like the uh, oldest time i know
0: it seems like it's it's such a textbook situation it's i'm sorry terrible. that it is yeah me too to
1: all of our listeners and that we can just kind of guess what's happening mm-hmm. next
0: but we keep we see it all of the time. I, I will say too that um, Landy's father tried to commit suicide unsuccessfully in prison as well. I do and not wish to
1: make light of suicide, but if there are ever two individuals who needed some more research,
0: I know maybe do a little bit more research. Right. right. Yeah. No, we're not going to be sorry for hating on uh, child abusers and molesters. By the way, he was telling inmates, and "This, this is going to." I'm going to give you this sentence, and it's going to sum up this man for you oh, by okay. one statement that he makes. Great. And it pissed the inmates off too. Yep. He was telling inmates that he doesn't know why people are making such a big deal about his kids missing school. That's it?
1: Yep. The whole case for him is his kids miss school. Yep.
0: And that's why he got them removed and why he's being criminally charged. Mm-hmm. And on your next episode of Jailhouse Justice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm so, sure they loved him in there. Um, No, not at all now the three the three younger um, younger kids were placed in separate homes because you were asking about this earlier they actually had such significant issues that the families the foster families struggled yeah um these children have not they're feral okay they haven't they have had trauma on top of trauma on top of trauma and never any nurturing or guidance they've only right? known being beaten mm-hmm. other than by their big sister anger, who tried yep exactly anger all of those things so they end up in children children's homes as well because their issues were too great for a foster family to to take on so sad peter also went through several homes before being placed in a special education center that had living quarters because he was significantly delayed now landy has struggled as well at first she described how she was really mad at her brother for causing all of this because you know she didn't she didn't understand because she had issues at her first foster placement and it reinforced this for her that this was all her her brother's fault because at least at home they like knew what to expect, right? And they didn't have to deal with strangers and... That's all they had ever known. Kids, um, victims of abuse are often resistant to get out of their situation. They yeah. are
1: not all happy to be removed. Absolutely. Neither domestic violence victims. That's why they recant or refuse to testify often against their spouses or, or abusers.
0: Of all of the children that I've removed in my life in my line of work, I had one 14-year-old boy tell me thank you. And he wore a shirt at his um, trial that said, I love my investigator. Was that my and trial? That, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and so I know that trial. out of all of them, there was only one who was ever glad to be removed from the situation. This is this is very at common. least at the time. Mm-hmm. What right, right?
1: I'm sure she's happy now that she was removed from that situation.
0: Well, let me tell you about this. Okay. So she gets moved to different foster homes, and and uh, as you had indicated, you know, uh, placements centers, things like that. But she does get placed with a foster family that she bonds with and this changes her At entire life. perspective all you need is one person guys Yep, one stable person in as an adult when you were a child and it resiliency it builds it, it yep. changes your life yep and it did for landy after this after she clicks and bonds with this foster family and really gets to see what a family a real family is like she realizes how terrible her living situation really was. And she realizes that her brother is actually a a hero and she calls him her hero. Oh, my heart. Mm -hmm. They all have very strong feelings about their mother and how their mom, you know, in their eyes supported her husband and not them. Even after hearing at the trial about the rape of Landy, because remember the mom wasn't there. Right,
1: we don't know if she knew or not.
0: Landy is of the opinion that she didn't know about it until the trial, and even then, she was still willing to sit there through the trial, literally holding his hand through his trial, okay, and supporting him and not being willing to testify against him. So that's really all the kids needed to see. That's that you have now heard all of the things that this you're man still holding did his to hand. us. Yep, exactly. Because well, at if first, it,
1: if it didn't solidify that termination of parental rights should occur with her because potentially she's a victim it happened there yeah and I've had those cases too yeah they come in it's a fail to protect you're a little bit on the on the wall you know did she really know everything should we work on reunifying Mm -hmm. and then you get to a point where you've been told everything You sat through therapy. You've listened to your kids say this stuff, and you're still choosing to stand by your man, Ms. not? and here you are. Yeah. So at that point in time, you guys, I'm fine with determination, to happen.
0: That's where we go. I I agree. So at first, when this all first started to shake down, her and Peter were of the opinion that she was a victim too. But after the trial and everything plays out, they realize, holy shit, no, you're still choosing him. Forget it. We we have no we have no love for you anymore. She you know? was a victim. Mm-hmm. But she was also she a was. perpetrator. Exactly. Yep. You Both of those bold. things can be true at the same time. Yes. Now I will say this was good. They did not have to testify in the same place as their fi- father. They allowed them to do it from the judge's chambers. Okay, so but right. like so on closed-circuit television? Yes, so they did remotely. not have to sit in the same room as their dad and, and testify. That is
1: becoming more common. It, I'm assuming like here it would require a special motion for like accommodations, but I can see where in that type of a case. As a judge, I'm very careful about that. People have a right to um, confrontation, to mm-hmm. confront the person who's their accuser. Um, but there are very specific times when that might be appropriate, and from what this sounds like, it may be one that I would even grant.
0: Mm-hmm. What really upset the kids is that— The father's lawyer argued that, and this is so fucking classic, that Landy had uh, seduced him and that he didn't actually think that Landy was his real daughter anyway, so that's why he did it.
1: Oh, fuck. You know, Uh um, as a former prosecutor, when that becomes the defense, when it becomes apparent, I feel like I've already won. Oh, absolutely. Because I I knew exactly how to combat those. I mean, this is just fantastic. You know why? Because no jurors sitting, none of them are going to ever think that it's okay for their own child to seduce them into engaging in sexual activity Correct. unless they're a pedophile. And that's you what just they're made trying the best to defense. say.
0: Yes, that's what you're, t- you're trying to or, say. I mean, that Yeah, that not that
1: a- defen- lack of defense.
0: Right, you're trying to say that any man is susceptible to his 16-year-old daughter being able to seduce him?
1: Those, right. No, Who those jurors are sitting there to- going, nope, nope, no way. This I cannot relate to this. Nope, exactly.
0: Yeah. Now the son, in terms of what he did to Peter... His defense uh, was that Peter's a
1: shit. No. Peter's a
0: little shit. No? Peter asked to be tied up. Oh. And the only time that he hit Peter was in self defense because, you know, little Peter, who was emaciated and people couldn't tell he was 11 years old, was going to beat up a steroid jacked up moldy come 40 some year old man. I'm sorry. Did he take the stand himself and say these things? He did not testify okay. for himself.
1: So the defense attorneys, these were the defenses that mm-hmm. they had come up with, yep. probably with Peter, because you want to consult them. And so this is where they were going with their cross examination of the children and other witnesses. Yes.
0: When Peter heard this, he became so enraged that he started screaming at the facilitator to ask tell his father to stop lying i know i know this i mean that really 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 hurt him the other thing is to the mom put the blame on peter and just said he was a very naughty boy and and he made him beat him
1: he he made him time he made him oh my god man you're just dropping everything (laughs) it wasn't the dicks this time it was a water bottle
0: yeah um. Okay. Yep. Yep. That he was so naughty that it, it made him have to be beaten. Okay. Yeah. Just okay. I'm uh, mm-hmm. former, so there's again no defense.
1: Nope. Former prosecutor here sitting there going, this case just keeps getting better for me. If this is what we're going with,
0: perfect segue. Because I'm gonna tell you what the father was found guilty of. Oh,
1: I'm. I am anxiously awaiting.
0: He's found guilty of the abuse and rape of his oldest daughter, the attempted murder of his son, obstruction of justice relating to the initial on-site search five charges of child abuse, five counts of child neglect, two charges of breaking the schools act cuz two kids were under school age. Still. Yes. Okay. Showing pornographic material to his underage daughter and using and distributing crystal methamphetamine. The mother was found guilty during her trial of child abuse, or excuse me, child neglect, but not a abuse as it was determined that she really did not abuse the children, like take part in physically abusing the child, children, it was failure to protect. Okay.
1: Or provide with basic
0: needs. Yes. Yep. So, and they believe that any part that she did take, take in, you know, in terms of like not intervening, intervening, excuse me, and um, complacency was done under duress. All of the kids. I mean,
1: we, we did hear that there were times that... It, oh, she, she was tied up. Yep, she was physically beaten. She mm-hmm. had to be back at a certain amount of time. He made yep. her come to work with him. She right. took the kids to the hospital and then had to hurry back. And Okay, I'm, I'll, buy, yeah. I'll buy it for sake of the argument.
0: Mm-hmm. The kids all wrote very powerful victim impact statements that were read in court. Some of Peter, quote, I hate him so much I would kill him if I could. I wish there were people in jail that would hurt him. I wish there was someone who would have a blowtorch. There are, Peter. <laughs> for sure who would have a blowtorch who would hit him who would shock him i sometimes see the scars that he gave me and i hate him i don't want to be his son i wish i could get another surname
1: i want to hug him i know he's so
0: angry peter had a lot of has a lot of anger i think that's healthy and workable yes yes most definitely
1: i'll take an angry kid any day Outwardly angry than the kid yes. that doesn't process any of it. Right. And is just like an emotional well, you stone. Some, you get some sociopathic shit going on yeah. there then and other issues. Yep. And yep. we see a lot of them later. And
0: Peter is just very rightfully angry. He's angry Bad. at his mom. Good. He said, You know, she never even cried when he hurt me. She never tried to stop him. She never loved um, me. I know I did the right thing. I think he would have killed me. Yes. You're absolutely right, Peter. Yes. I think he absolutely would Peter, have Peter, you that, He your wouldn't siblings? have stopped. No. He never, none of this ever would have stopped until he was stopped. Nope. I don't even think killing a child would have stopped him. He would have just taken the remainder of his rage out on the other four children.
1: Well, and if he was lucky enough that it would have been one of the younger ones that accidentally died first, you know, like swinging them around by their ankles and, you know, into a table or a chair, whatever it was, Um, they weren't registered. So right. it could have been a long time before he was even found out. Absolutely. It's buried in the backyard. Landy was the only one who uh-huh. had a registered birth certificate? Uh-huh. Yep. So even P- Peter didn't nope. as well either. So it would have been fine if he was the one to go in, in parents' opinion.
0: Landy's victim impact statement talked about how she would try to keep the younger kids out of sight, hoping that it would mean if they were out of sight, they were out of his mind. She talked about how he hit Peter all the time, how they all got hit with PVC pipes, canes, Her younger sister being drugged down the steps by her hair, she put all of this in her victim impact statement saying, I remember the sound of her head hitting every step on the way down and how Peter was hung from the rafters to be beaten. And she said that so much happened that I can't even remember it all. About her mother, she simply said that she was there for all of it and she never tried to stop it. Both Peter and Landy asked for the judge to give prison time for their parents, of course. Um, psychologists does, did testify about the evaluations that they did on the father for the pre-sentencing hearing. And they said that he had a lack of insight in the extent into the extent and consequences of his crimes such to such an extreme extent that they had never even seen it this extreme and this bad before. Like this guy has such a bad disconnect. It's because of that statement that I told you before where he says, I don't know why they're making such a big deal about my kids missing school. That's what the psychologists are testifying Dude, about. Dude, I can see this. They're like, This he, kid,
1: his dad killed his mom, shot and killed her, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. And and, and when he was and, 17 and
1: tried to kill himself but wasn't successful, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he um he, he they destroyed
0: him to start with. Yes. And the psychologists uh say that he is a psychopath with a and he is a significant threat to society and they also uh classified him as a sadist.
1: Oh, yeah. mm
0: mm-hmm. Mhm. For, for psychological evaluations of the mother, they um, di- diagnosed her as suffering from battered woman syndrome and Stockholm, uh, Stockholm S- syndrome. Excuse me, I don't know why I'm having a hard stumbling time with, over these words. With Stockholm. Which is why um, she could not intervene when her children were being abused. Now, the sentencing after all of that, the father was sentenced to 35 years in prison. Okay. The mother was sentenced to five years for not providing basic care despite her syndromes. Father claims that he'll be filing appeals and on his convic- convictions because he's denying it all. He's denying what all? All of it. He didn't, no, he just, his kids just missed school. <laughs> well, so, if his
1: appeal is that he does not deserve 35 years for missing school, I feel like the judge will agree.
0: No, right. You're right. You're that's right, not sir. why you're getting you 35 You are right, years. sir.
1: You are accurate. Um, That's not what you were convicted Correct. of. Correct. And yeah. that part you deserve. Yep. Have a
0: good day. Right. <laughs> Have we're, the we're day done here.
1: I'm sorry. Have the day you deserve. yes, whatever that may be.,
0: uh, so in his he made a statement to the press that said, quote, "I just want two minutes to tell my children that I am sorry. I love them, and I will never give up on them. Oh, mean Uh-huh, I hurt them, and I do not know why I did it. I was stupid and idiotic, and I can't understand why I did it. end quote. The prison inmate uh told one of the media outlets when they asked him, went like, so the prison inmate was like, so why'd you keep your kids, you know, out of the school? This asshole told the prison inmate, you know, the world's an ugly place. I thought my wife was homeschooling them that entire time. And you know what? It, my wife was actually the controlling one and the abusive oh one. my God. Uh-huh. Yep. I thought she was homeschooling him when you
1: forced me to come to work with you, when you forced her to go to work with you.
0: Right, right. Yep, yep. And his wife, who stood by him on the trial, and then now he's going around and telling anybody that'll listen that he's in there for 35 years because his wife lied and she wasn't homeschooling them and she was the abusive and controlling one.
1: about the educational neglect, (laughs) the truancy. But remember what the psychologist
0: said he has such a disconnect between his crimes and reality. To the extent that they have never seen it this bad before. You molested
1: your daughter. You tried to mm-hmm. kill your son. You beat your small toddlers, sir. Yep. Sir. Yep. No,
0: yep. no, And he, he listened
1: to it all get presented in front of him at of trial, he but did. that's still what he took out of it.
0: Yep. Yep. That his wife wasn't homeschooling them and that she was the controlling one. Landy. I'll tell you a little bit about Landy. Okay. She she hopes to have children of her own and adopt Aww. children because she now understands how many kids there are that are in orphanages and, and in need. Because of her great experience with her new foster parents that she bonded with, um, she'd like to give it back someday. And she openly says in her book how much she loves them, her foster parents. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, Peter is struggling with emotions. He's very angry. Um, he's catching up on his missed education. And uh, he has a long way before he feels caught up in normal. The scars on his body are a constant reminder of what was done to him. So emotionally, he still has a long way to go. Uh, and like I said, Landy did write a book about this. It's only available in Africans at this time. Hopefully one day it gets made available to English. And if it does, I will post it. And, uh, and that is the Springs House of Horrors case. She's us, I know. Okay, I know. Thank you. That that's that, guys. I am sorry. It
1: was a great case suggestion, though. And you said you've been sitting it on on it for a while to do it justice. And I am glad you did.
0: I didn't. I'm not. Didn't. I wasn't going to give. um, We often don't give. Really nitty gritty details over and over again about child abuse, so I did not go in depth into all of that. But I I painted a picture it anyway did. as much as I could, so that we still don't lose listeners through, throughout this episode. So, is you, is a tough one. But will you please bathe me? Or I will bathe you, shower me, or this, sponge
1: bathe me, or whatever you're into today. All of it. Excellent. Let's
0: let's first sponge bathe and then just full on shower. But okay. This was you sent bring the by suds. What did you say earlier? Everything's better with bubbles. Everything's better with bubbles. I did say that. So this was sent by a um, a listener as well. Man cuts off his own penis in sleep while <gasps> dreaming that he was chopping meat. Oh, my God. Oh, sir, you were chopping meat. Now that's a, that's a nightmare. Not a porterhouse
1: no i mean i shouldn't assume but it could have been a strip steak.
0: (laughs) oh this poor man
1: i did not mean to make light of his genitals oh god i am so
0: sorry it wasn't just his penis megan it was the twig
1: and berries yeah he got the twig and berries he all of it yeah what Um, the
0: fuck was he drink he was he was high well a man in ghana has cut his own penis and scrotum off in his sleep while dreaming that he was chopping meat, waking up in horror before calling neighbors for help. Oh, gosh. Why was he holding a knife in his sleep? Well, after dreaming about slaughtering a goat, the 47-year-old woke up in shock after feeling sharp pains coming from his penis and scrotum. So what I can understand, because the rest of this article is not in English, um, he apparently sleep... Just Walks? read it. Do your best. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I, de- I de sit inside chair wheeze. I doze off. So I de sleep. I dream. Say I de cut meat. where day in front of me. Good job. It sounds right uh, to me. So he was taken to a hospital for treatment. Um, they said he may need surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. I
1: can't.
0: I can't. It's a direct quote.
1: I can't i'm crying they said he may need surgery I'm crossing my legs right now oh he gosh. may need surgery yeah really
0: his injuries weren't life-threatening though so
1: that's good it can be when you take all of that i mean there's some there's some significant <sighs> arteries and veins and shit so I, i'm at a loss I can, i lost the ability to speak just now he cut his entire penis and, and scrotum off. off and but they didn't sew, scr- did they sew it on was it savable? It doesn't
0: say. The thing is, is that he he might need surgery. How he became there's, we're not really sure. He has no idea how he started sleeping like with a knife in his hand. Okay, and he actually called for help while still dreaming. It actually sounds like this man possibly sleepwalks, Megan, and does and has it, because once he came fully full to yeah. And he realizes so sorry, that he's sir. in intense pain. He's already on the phone with He's got his with dick in his hand. Literally in one hand, the phone, phone in, in the, the other. other. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's terrible. This reminds me of our, our one brain bath
1: only episode, which only you Patreons are aware of, where we talked about sleep, um, dreaming, yeah. things people say, in sleepwalking. And you explained about how there's certain... Um, mental
0: illnesses basically because of these sleep disorders Disorders. oh Mm he think i think he had one yep so his his wife received a distress a distressed call from a neighbor explaining that her husband was bleeding profusely as he had cut off his manhood with a sharp knife she quickly rushed home and found him sitting on a chamber pot full of blood with his penis in his hand and she Brought diapers to support her husband from losing his manhood, and took him to a local hospital for medical attention. She got to him before the paramedics. Damn! I don't think I bathed you. I think I just gave another crime story.
1: Oh, this is I'm shaking sad.
0: this for walk for all of you men. Grab
1: your bits. You should have told them to grab their bits before you started.
0: You, you know what is um, ironic about all of this. The, the they were raccoon, both holding penises here. Well, the raccoon penis bones that I'm shaking have been dismembered from these raccoons' bodies. Oh. And I'd like to make a public service announcement.
1: Whether you're stone cold sober, high, whatever you do, or drunk, men do not sleep with a knife near you. Okay.
0: Especially if you're at risk for sleep disorders. And where- if you sleepwalk, mm-hmm. I highly
1: suggest that you put child locks on your sharp drawers.
0: yeah and that's i think all. you should i think you that's should just, just for the sake of your nuts and berries yeah wow. yeah I, nuts and berries those are the same thing Twig twigs and, and, berries. <laughs> and berries sorry yeah. my brain is dead um yeah thanks for the brain bath charnel kind of it was more like a blood bath and i apologize it was uh,
1: jason our friend jason once referred to this as blood bath jokingly or like on accident and he's right you blood
0: bathed me i did i apologize with penis blood there was no soap there was no soap there wasn't none (laughs) of us feel clean Shit. Sorry, guys. Um, uh, but we love you anyway. Thank you for listening, um, especially after that. And uh, we hope that you keep listening, and we hope you keep it curious. Follow us on social media. If you want to binge, uh, we have hundreds of extra content for you to binge on our Patreon uh, site. So if you want to join Patreon, jump on there. It's just patreon.com slash curious. So we're there, and it helps keep us on the air and keep us creating. So until next time, everyone. Bye-bye.